0: Thanks for listening to Tights and Fights. If you like what you hear, head to iTunes and give us a five-star review, just like Jeff Solomon did. He says that this just might be the most fun wrestling podcast out there today. Aw, Jeffy Jeff. So follow his lead. Get us them stars. Get them stars.
1: Tights and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast.
2: Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. Live from Night Vale, I'm Hal H-Pock Lublin. I'm joined by my fellow <laughs> members of the <laughs> Nation of
1: conversation. h
0: Yo, you, you think you could tell, tell us me what to do, do? <coughs> You think you could tell us what to wear? <coughs> well, you better get ready. <coughs> you better z- something. Bye <coughs> to the oh, master.
1: Yeah. Suck <laughs> it!
0: <laughs> <laughs> read <Degenerate coughs> into Lovelin' <coughs> fool. <coughs> he just got tired right. of doing, doing what you he told, told him to do. Him to do. Yeah, That's the brakes, boy, Lublin. Yeah, That's the brakes, little man. <laughs> Lublin <and> down! down. <laughs>
2: I'm joined by my fellow members of the, <laughs> of the Nation of Conversation. Live from Screen Junkies, it's the rated bar superstar Daniel Radford.
0: Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: and soon to be live from a Comedy Central near you, mm-hmm. Tov, mm-hmm. It's the future legend Mike Eagle. That's right. Coming up on this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, Hindered No More, Stroman Reigns, Monday Night Jaw, and a lot more. But first. Monday Night Jaw, <laughs> Sounds. Monday Night uh, Jaws. Very, <laughs> Very
1: not how it's intended <laughs> to sound. I
2: just realized what we're referring to. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we have to settle some debts. That's what we do on the show. Uh-oh. Earlier. I don't know what you're talking about. Outside of the studio, I took a couple of hard chest chops, courtesy of Danielle Radford. You did. It was great. we made an agreement live on the air during Max Fun Drive. And we have so much to fulfill, there are tons of bonus episodes on the way, but since I've taken the chops, I think it's only fair... That we get that sincere statement, you will not look me in the eyes oh at my all. God. I don't
0: remember what you're talking about. You are so,
2: she's so deep in she's, that she's phone. She's sandbagging
1: <laughs> you, man. Yeah.
2: I have sandbagging no idea. me hard.
0: No, dude. If you're you have me.
1: anything you want to say, I'm just going to give you the mic. Come on, Danielle. <sighs> you chopped him with the fervor of a real heel. Now, yeah. now you got it. You got you to gotta do your baby face part now. Yeah. I took a flare and a big show. <sighs>
0: <laughs> okay. <so let's laughs> Certainly the show. can't hear that. Uh,
2: <laughs> Come on, let's hear it. Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this is so hard.
2: We gotta get real quiet. Uh, we uh, hear. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we'll pretend like we're not here.
0: <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Here we go. SmackDown is a better show than Raw. Whoa. Yeah!
1: Hey, Julian, put that in the intro every week. (laughs) Uh Just isolate that, put it in the intro. (laughs) You're going to need that? Every time. The way she said it made it kind of sound like I just took Mm -hmm. a bunch of times she
0: said those words. (laughs) 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 SmackDown is better. Better. (laughs) That's right, folks got me out here like Siri. Yeah,
2: sounded like a GPS. All right.
0: Google Home, what is SmackDown?
2: (laughs) A better Uh show than Raw. We have 10 results. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, Alexa Bliss has immediately entered the main event picture of the Raw Women's Division. She won another Women's Fatal 4-Way to be the number one contender for Bayley's title. Yes. (laughs) I'm very excited. I like to see them put her in that position. I am afraid she's going to lose to Bayley, and they're going to keep Bayley strong, which I don't have a problem with. But I like faces chasing, so I feel like the logical thing is to give... Alexa the title, then tie up Bailey and Sasha with one another, and give her sort of a fresh contender. Maybe Mickey James because they seem to have heat with one another. Are you guys excited for this feud?
0: Yo, I'm happy for any time there's more than four women getting to wrestle on Raw. That's always that is that is very refreshing. (laughs) Just like super excited about it, and yeah, anything that can mix it up because I like I love all four of those women, but it was just like. I'm done playing Connect 4. I want to play Battleship or like literally any other like fun game. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm super happy. I know that you think maybe have her go up against someone else, but for Alexa Bliss's character, she don't come in and challenge anybody but whoever has the title. Right. Right. Like that's her character. Yes. Uh, And I'm ready to see Mickie James in a program with literally anybody. Now that Alicia Fox is no longer worried about dudes since (laughs) War 5 Live, maybe she can like wrestle again. That'd be super exciting as well.
1: Alicia Fox. Fox. Mike, do you put the title on Bliss? Well, I'm not so much worried about what they do with the actual title, but I do like the idea of the program between Bliss and Bailey. Bliss's personality is really like that blonde, cheerleader, mean girl, and Bailey's like nice and sweet. So I think there's a great dynamic there, and hopefully they can stress it out a while. Mm -hmm. I am wondering what they do immediately with Nia Jax, though. It seemed like they were building her up very quickly Mm. for maybe a title program, but now I'm not quite sure what they do with her next.
0: Her with Mickey would be great if you can do kind of a riff on like another Legends Killer thing, when she's like, oh, you think you're just going to count I'm back, but I'm Nia Jackson, I'm here. Plus, Mickey is such a, like, vet and she's so good at what she does that having someone there to kind of work with Naya on that, hey, don't drop people on their head training that she might have missed would also be really good. (laughs) And I love Naya Jax, but obviously, like, and I've said it, I I was super happy for her when she moved up. I thought she could have used some more time just to do some more developing. She's very green. She's very, very green. And she's amazing for how green she is, Mm -hmm. but she's very green. So get her in a program with a veteran. I think that it helps... um, really establish mickey james is like i'm a vet i can find a way to neutralize her and naya gets the benefit of all of those years of good work there's no downside if they put them together how weird
1: is it to have a green monster though because you can't yeah. really do long matches with them. You, they kind of have to kill people. But and, and that informs the reason why they had her in so many matches with Jobbers. Because mm-hmm. she's a monster and that's the best way to get her experience. To work people that she can just kill. But now, I mean, she's a monster and what do you do with her? Like,
0: I like a green giant. Have her give people broccoli. I don't know.
1: Okay. Yeah. That is all, That is a thing. Ho, ho, ho.
0: Uh <laughs> Green yeah.
2: Green <laughs> uh, Let's move to the other brand for a second. Charlotte. Also, was put into a title opportunity. Apparently, according to her interview on Talking Smack, because she asked.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, that, is, they
1: kept going back to that. She just asked.
0: I mean, if you're Charlotte, I feel like you can come into a company and be like, "So title, uh, so title." Uh, but no, but so I know you're saying words, but title. <laughs> don't don't you
2: think that here's what I think is great about the introduction of Alexa and the introduction, and Mickey too, and the introduction of Charlotte. They came in, and the only thing they wanted was the title to prove that they were the best. Yep. That's not only a great way to introduce a character, but a great way to build a division. And they sort of did that bringing in Kevin Owens as well. Do you think that they're finally on the track of building divisions around
1: titles, Mike? Yeah, I think so. I, I do wish that they had somebody there doing a quality control to make sure that both things didn't happen on Raw and SmackDown the an exact same week. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, just somebody to, like, get both cards and compare them and cross out shit that's exactly the same, especially <laughs> yeah. since they just basically swapped these two ladies into the same position and yeah. had them both do the same thing. Like, I think that takes a little bit away from each of them if you're paying attention like we tend to. But other than that, yeah, I do think it's good that they're bringing them in and and putting them right in the title picture and checking things up that way so there's more intrigue, because on both brands, there have been just kind of passing the title around between a few people.
0: And I guess now that we're doing the superstar shakeup, it's like, it does seem really obvious to have both women who used to be these big blonde champions <laughs> come in and immediately start going after titles. But yeah, maybe just like, is there like a weekly meeting where folks can be like, hey, so... But I guess if there was, the weekly meeting would just be like, hey, make NXT suck this week. Mm. <laughs> so we don't have anything else just do just make it just just make it suck <laughs> just uh, fine
2: can I point out something I noticed about uh, about Tamina yes that she holds her lapels more than any human being on the planet if you give her a jacket she will hold onto those lapels that's like true. it is a parachute more than Finn Balor more <laughs> yeah, than, more Finn, than Balor. Finn Finn does it as a gimmick I feel like for her that's her safe like she's like it's that performer thing of what do I do with hands? Yeah. yeah. I'm not what I'm talking, do I do they sit at my side, do I hold them up to my face to show yeah. a size comparison? But for her it's like I'ma hold on to this leather jacket.
0: And it's a, it's an immediate choice that yeah. makes her look super strong it if does. you don't pay a bunch of attention to the fact that that's the only super strong choice. That she has made. But great I like girl. her. I think that she could be great in the position they've put her in, but she, she needs some more training and she needs to go for it. I can't even remember if
1: I like her or not. I can't remember the last time I saw her do anything. She does do the splash, which is pretty cool. Okay, It is
0: pretty great. Yeah. When she gets those big moves and she gets them off, and she does that probably about once every six months, they look super cool. <laughs> the last time she did it was on uh,
2: Tough Enough. Oh,
0: mm. boy.
2: Let's, let's talk about where we are just one week into the shakeup, because... The club is still fighting Enzo and Cass. Miz is feuding with Ambrose again. Joe and Rollins are continuing their program. Does it feel like there are a few things, on Raw at least, there are a few things that are shaken up, but the rest of it is kind of in a holding pattern? Like we're just waiting to get past payback so that we can reset?
0: Yeah, for sure. Especially because we've got those two, the two heavyweight, universal, global, whatever belts And they're still kind of figuring out what's gonna happen with, yeah. So it does, it feels like we're waiting for that to happen. Which is a bummer because we, it kind of felt like we were, Mike made this point last week where like, kind of felt like we were waiting for a bunch of stuff to happen until WrestleMania. And now it feels like we're waiting for stuff to happen at Payback. And so like, if stuff doesn't start happening after Payback, like it's gotta, you gotta do some stuff. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, and and in a sense, stuff is happening. You're seeing movement and yeah. on the title pictures in both brands and just about all the divisions. You're seeing stuff happening, but it does seem like yeah, just with where the programs are, there's some holdovers because there's still so much cross brand activity happening as holdovers from before the shakeup. So after they can fully wipe the slate clean, I think we'll be in a better place creatively. Mm-hmm. They can really fully pull the trigger on some of the things they've started in motion now.
2: I hope so, too. I will say, I think that Brock Lesnar is done with the Universal Championship, what CM Punk promised to do with the WWE <laughs> title, which yeah. is fucking
1: disappear with it. I forgot about it, honestly. Good I, luck. F- I forgot it existed. I forgot who had it. Oh, no. We're, we're the parent that moved to California. We only get to see that kid once every
2: six <laughs> yeah. months on some major hey, holiday. so how
0: was uh, how was WrestleMania? <laughs> fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see you're growing a mustache now. Look at you. It's fine. Okay. okay. Shut okay. up, Dan. Well, I got your favorite cereal. You still like
0: Quisp? D- sure. <laughs> it was like ice cream. Five,
1: it was like five years ago.
0: Oh, you don't know me at all. Are you still married to Sable? Yeah, Dad. (gasps) Uh,
2: How long is Paul going to be staying with us? Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Mom never asked how long Paul's going to be here. Mom just knows Paul's here.
2: Well, your mother and I are different people. (laughs) You can understand now why I had to move away, because you have to live with her every day. All right, let's. Titan and Fights Theater. It's another and episode. Seen. We'll get some harpsichord music to play us. In and out of that, please. <laughs> uh, in stark contrast to what's happening on Raw, SmackDown has new superstars with momentum. <clears throat> I want to get this right. <laughs> This is not a dream. This is not a mirage. It's not a hoax. Jinder Mahal is the new number one contender for the WWE title. Primo and Epico are the colognes again, and they beat American Alpha. Do not adjust your listening devices. This is real. This is your world. SmackDown is heralded as the land of opportunity, and I will say it is very difficult to take people like the colognes and like Jinder Mahal, who essentially have very little reputation at this point, and build them up.
0: What's negative heat?
2: Exactly. (laughs) However, when Jinder Mahal won that match, he had heat, because he Mm -hmm. went over the right person, and he went over the right person the right way. I thought his post-match promo was great, to the point where I'm sold on having him beat. First of all, I want the title off Orton so badly. I don't care if he loses it at the airport. That would
1: be better (laughs) than him having it
2: any longer. But I love the idea of Jinder Mahal having somebody who you feel does not deserve the title having it is a great way to build heel heat. I don't know what you do with him afterwards. If he's just a guy who's champion for a while, and I say this knowing there's no way they're going to put him over Orton. No. But giving him giving him the Bollywood boys as heaters, I thought was really smart because that it gives was them something super to do. smart. Yes, that's, that's the new Briscoe and Patterson. That was because great they're a comedy act as heels. I love that. You are Now, Mike. I tried oh, to bring man. this up to you. And Mike you, has you opinions. Had, you had some opinions. I want to hear your opinions,
1: Mike. Oh God! See, this is this is where I tank the show, man. Because I <laughs> take everybody's <laughs> take everybody's good vibes and a poop all over the good vibes, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. Don't poop. You know, I don't want to poop poo, man. Go ahead. Maybe poo-poo. I should just a little bit. Just be quiet. Maybe no. I don't. Come on, one nugget. Let's go. Oh, which, which nugget to choose? There's so <laughs> many. There's so many. I don't think they should put gender over Orton. I don't think they should do that. I think mm-hmm. that if he's stronger now than he was, it still doesn't mean he's necessarily strong objectively. I still but, think that they have, like, they have to figure out a way to program people and build them up for a little while and keep them away from the title. Because right now, I think if you put the title on him, you kind of like... You make you make the title look like a lesser title because he's not there yet because yeah. all of our memories of him are him playing air guitar or getting beat up by people you know and like that's it you know that's it so like he's got two good weeks under his belt how about five weeks how about <laughs> about a couple months you know what I mean like like let's let's build him up and, and figure it out that way and I'm still just ultimately weirded out by a six-pack challenge freak uh uh, that just has all the mid carders from the brand competing for the top title and all of the have all of like the main eventers are competing for the US title like i can't i can't like get around that when they were showing yeah. promos for that match on raw i'm like wait a fucking minute here. <laughs> <It> <laughs> like looked
2: look like look- when they showed that the image of all of them it looked like somebody had pressed random on WWE 2 k <laughs> yes! 17 to make a match
1: <laughs> yes and like
2: <laughs> mojo Rawley. <laughs> right gender- Lita, <laughs> jinder jinder
0: <Mahal,
2: laughs> Corporate Kane. Corporate Kane. <laughs> Hornswoggle. Little Beaver from WrestleMania 3.
0: <laughs> Eugene. Eugene.
1: <laughs> and Katie Vick.
0: Oh. Uh, yeah. One
1: per episode, folks. Katie Vick. One per <laughs> yeah, episode. We're doing it. That's the promise. That's it.
2: That's the Tyson Fights
1: at least
0: one. At least once a month. I feel like we can put that up. Every month we got to make a kitty. We can hold up purchase. to that. We can do that. Yeah, we can hold up. We can easily. Hold up. But
2: what's good now, I think, I, I, I like this temporary swap because AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens for anything is going to elevate whatever the thing is. Right. Owens is doing a good job getting the title over, putting him over AJ Styles uh, dirty somehow. Like, they have to complete AJ Styles' face turn. They right. haven't done that no. yet. They had a And they need a heel champion, which they don't
1: have. Mm-hmm. Is there any reason that that should be for the U.S. title and not the heavyweight title. Is there any good reason that that is the case?
0: I'm guessing that they're just continuing to try to build that title up, which is great. I mean, I think that's great. I think all of the titles should mean something. But I definitely do think, look, we didn't tier the titles. Like, I didn't go up and say, like, this title means this and this title means that and this one's at the bottom. Like, they did that. And so it's one of those things where it's like, if people are kind of wondering how come you have a bunch of mid-card guys going after the top title, well, they're, they're fake. They're fake titles. So you <laughs> decided that that one is the most important title, so why are you not having your most important guys going after it? Unless the thinking is, hey... Everyone's sick of that, and they know that all of those guys are going to be going for that title, which obviously they are. So let's put them here, and then give these other guys a time to shine since we're in the shakeup period.
2: Here's the question: Is if they, if Jinder Mahal being the number one contender is not a big deal if they blow the match off on SmackDown in two weeks? Mm -hmm. If they wait, like I want to do my title shot right now. It's right after Payback. You've beaten Bray Wyatt, and then you lose. Then you become Damian Sandow with Money in the Bank.
0: Yeah. Do you think that we did this with gender? Do you think it was all of us collectively, and all by all of us I mean the internet wrestling community, by them being like, man, they cannot stop talking about how buff you are and your veins. Uh, and honestly, they love you so much. So let's go ahead and give you a shot since you've got this internet heat right now. I'm, I'm serious about that. Do you I, think
1: we did I, this? I think a lot of people on the internet said that he would probably get pushed because he looks like he looks now. Because a lot of people know that... When Vince McMahon is in the back and he sees somebody that looks like that, Mm. he starts to want to push them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I think think those things go hand in hand. A
0: chickeny egg argument where it's like if we would have just let him be buff alone, then (laughs) then he wouldn't be. But since we fantasy booked ourselves into hating him and he hadn't even done shit yet and then making fun of him and making fun of his boobs and all that other stuff. And then they see that and like it becomes... They hate you now on the internet, so fuck it. Let's make you this, like, top heel.
2: I I think that SmackDown is, like, the, 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 it doesn't matter what happens. It is a test lab mm. where if things crash and burn, it doesn't matter. Right. If they make a lot of money off somebody like AJ Styles, that's great. Mm-hmm. But let's try it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, we you've... know we've got people who will draw a crowd. Right. Shins- Shinsuke's there, people, and they haven't even put him...
0: Because you don't have to, yeah. Yeah,
2: you don't have to. And like yeah. they they've, they've got a more intriguing brand right now. Raw has the star power. SmackDown is trying new stuff. And I think for people who are tired of same old, same old, uh, SmackDown seems fresh even if when you really look at it, you go, okay, well, and Andy Orton's the champion. Yeah,
0: and just willing to go like, <laughs> hey, you know what? You gave yourself heat, so let's see if you can capitalize on the heat that you gave yourself. And the same way they did with Eva Marie, where yeah. Eva Marie had all this internet heat, and they were like, why are we wasting this? So maybe that is the thing of, like, you've got all this heat right now. Why are we wasting it and not having you do anything instead of pushing it? Yeah, I don't know. It could be... You know, I just I don't like that we have that much power, guys. I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't.
2: I don't, <laughs> never knew it was inside you all uh, along. I
0: don't like it. I don't like that we have this power.
2: Let's move on from gender and talk about his former three-man bandmate Drew McIntyre, who re-debuted in NXT at Takeover, uh, in the crowd and had his first <laughs> match last week. You guys have high hopes for Drew and his comeback. I don't know. He didn't do nothing for me.
1: Uh, he not. never did. He never right. did nothing for me. The, his first run, he. I, I've seen him in TNA a couple of times. Yeah. Didn't register. I saw him in PWG, and I was like, okay. And I, I yeah. just he's tall. He's he's tall, and he's got a good meaty body. They like <laughs> man. They they're into the meat. I just you know sometimes it takes a while for for me to see somebody enough until like something clicks, and I'm like, oh okay, I see what the thing is. And with him, like,
0: yeah. I don't I don't see the thing. And maybe it'll surprise me. Like maybe there'll be something, you know, like Bobby Roode. First, obviously, I think a lot of us thought that it was just glorious, and then he, the character, grew on me, and the idea, like, I'm here to save NXT, and I'm here to be the brand, and be the face. It's great. And so, I'm just gonna trust that they gonna do something with Drew that I'm gonna be super into, and I can't wait to see it.
2: I think you guys are gonna be really thrilled when they remake Garfield A Tale of Two Kitties with him and Big Cass. (laughs) It's gonna be real exciting. (laughs) (laughs) This week... (laughs) move right past it. <laughs> Raw was built around one man, Braun... Braun... Strowman. <laughs> what do you guys think of his path of destruction, including delivering this line to Callisto? <laughs> the rage is garbage. And
1: now you are too.
2: Get out Get out of
0: I fucking love him so much. Yeah, no, I'm super. Because it does feel like he should be one of those dudes where he's been pushed into my face, and I shouldn't like him. But god damn it, I just love that big, 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 big man. Yeah, I just it's just
1: good. Do they? Are they? Are because right now we love him. Yeah, people love him, right? Mm-hmm. But we love him, and he's booked like a heel. Can they keep doing that? Like cuz it seems like dumb luck right now cuz that's just not supposed to work. Like you're not supposed to like somebody that says things like that. You yeah, know, but he yeah. tipped a fucking ambulance
2: over. We love him. Okay. Forever. I okay.
0: Me. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that was all I needed.
2: I'm only sorry that we don't have an in his prime Ray Mysterio to wrestle a match with him. because I think that would be real special. Hmm. If you think Kevin Nash could throw him into a production truck ron Stone would throw him over it oh. he'd be like now you don't get this tennis ball and he'd fucking throw him
1: <laughs> <out> <laughs> he, he would say that he, uh. would, he would definitely say that all
2: of his shenanigans backstage at raw culminated in him facing the big show in the main event where this happened what on
1: earth oh my god oh my you gotta <laughs> <laughs> be kidding me
0: you gotta
1: be kidding me
0: just I'm gonna get a, just Michael's face with you gotta be kidding me tattooed oh, yeah. somewhere on me. You gotta nah, be kidding that'll be me.
2: next year for uh <laughs>
0: I'll just put it like right on my like lower back. And <laughs> that'll be Fair my perfect. tramp stamp nice. it's just like Michael Cole's <laughs> face. You got it like yeah, you want it, you gotta stare at that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be a chump stamp. <laughs> got that. So now Braun Strowman joins a very special club. With uh, Mark Henry and Brock Lesnar of guys who have imploded a ring. Suplex and Big Show. Yeah, yeah. Suplex and the Big Show. For mm-hmm. some of it's the first time they've ever seen it, so it's really impressive.
1: I've seen it three times. We've all seen it three times. Does I love still it. Work? Yeah. I love it every time. Yep, every That's time. one of the few things and every time it happens... I watch it over and over again. And like I believe mm-hmm. it, I love it, and I
0: want to know what else he's gonna fucking break. Right. Break more shit. <laughs> right. is, he just gonna like, <laughs> is he gonna take down the Titantron? Is that are we still calling it the Titantron? Yeah. Is he gonna take that down next time he comes in? Did somebody
2: do that? Well, didn't the Big Show like rip down the Titantron once? Somebody did. Didn't I yeah, they? I feel right. like
0: somebody did. I like that we keep raising the stakes. I just want one day he's like wrestling and like they meet up and it's one of those backstage segments where it's like Braun Strowman like someone's coming in and it's like Dean or whoever's like do, 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 and Braun beats him up so. much. They just collapse a stadium. Sorry, guys, we had to move it. I know we were supposed to be in Anaheim, but we we wound up having to move Raw all the way back out to LA. And they
1: just just cut to that old footage of a building collapsing. (laughs) Yeah, just like the King Dome just like being blown up and
0: imploding.
1: And he didn't just sell it like it really happened. That'd be great. (laughs) Oh my
2: God. I remember back in like 2003 when they were trying to like really sell. Mark Henry's strongman gimmick. They would have him doing feats backstage, including like rolling up a uh, frying pan. Mm. And I was like, well, geez, they had him doing all that stuff, like bending a crowbar. They should have just had him tip over a fucking ambulance.
0: Yeah. Because
2: <laughs> now I think Braun Strowman might be the strongest person in the history of humankind.
0: Oh my God, you guys, what if there's like a Hummer lim- limousine and like Braun Strowman just takes an elbow to it and it <laughs> just like blows <laughs> it's up? <six> and, half, <laughs> like, and they already have footage of a limo blowing up, there you so they can go. just use that.
2: Oh, somebody do us a favor. The beginning of the old uh, Raw's war, when Austin was Here's walking and something ra- blows up in the background, can somebody who's good at editing do <laughs> Braun Strowman dropping an elbow on whatever it is that's blowing up? Oh. <laughs> it's the right to the raw, damn it's all to be! <laughs> well, finally on Raw, we got some good news and some bad news. Good news is that Finn's concussion from last week didn't keep him out of the ring. Yay! Yeah. But bad news, (laughs) Dash Wilder from The Revival has a jaw injury that will sideline him until summer. Jeez. (laughs)
0: Jaw! Jaw! I can't think of anything worse. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse. Just coming off of that amazing match at TakeOver and then how great they did when they came in. Just what a stone cold fucking bummer. And also, God, like if you're Vince watching this and all of these small NXT guys keep coming in and getting immediately sidelined, like what are you thinking?
1: Yeah. What event was this? It was a house show. Oh, so like a yeah. SmackDown brand? What brand? It was shows? Raw. No, it was NXT. It was their farewell tour. Oh, it was the NXT farewell tour. Oh, see, that's the see, problem. Dash that's just dumb. like right? yeah. Like, why, why, oh, why do they need a farewell tour? They just Ugh. fucking made it to the main brand, and now you're just putting them unnecessarily. Well, for,
2: oh, for Dash, it was, it was a farewell to eating solid foods for a while.
0: He even had, like, a really nice, that was the thing I was going to put over, but we're talking about it now. He had a really nice, like, goodbye NXT mm-hmm. speech. Mm. When he could still talk,
2: Ugh. him coming out with his jaw wired shut and Dawson having to do all the talking. Mm. I think they could do some really great stuff and keep them in the public. I give him like big headgear and stuff. Like I agree. And then when he's good to go, you keep it on him, and then eventually, like there, there's a lot they can do. I don't know if they're gonna give them the airtime because they're so new, but who knows? Yeah. Every week, there's tons of wrestling to talk about, so let's keep the conversation going. Connect with us at Facebook.com/group/tightsfights or head us up on Twitter. We're at Tights Fights. There. When we come back, it's time to get you up to speed on the latest things your favorite wrestlers are wearing. That's up next on Tights and Fights. I love forget me nots. I'm Jesse. I'm Jordan. And we've been doing Jordan Jesse Go
1: for almost 10 years now. And it's not gotten any easier to describe. So we asked our fans to do it for us.
0: Jordan Jesse Go is a weekly conversation with two best pals.
1: Two hilarious friends. The hilarious smart kids. Talking about hilarious stuff
2: that happens to them. Mostly really stupid
1: stuff. Awkward anecdotes. Insane tangents heartfelt stuff it's like being thrown in the middle of a hilarious conversation between you and your best pals
0: it's a show that makes me laugh every week which is pretty rare and wonderful
1: might be the best thing on the internet
0: one of the funniest things you will hear and it's the best
2: part of my week and has kept me company for the past seven years through all sorts of life
1: i love those guys that's Jordan, Jesse, Go, the comedy podcast that's been named Best of iTunes. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcasting software.
2: I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.
1: Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. tights and fights I am Mike Eagle and I'm joined in a booth by How Loveland and Danielle Radford all right I love to pay attention to wrestler clothing it's a small thing but something incredibly significant for a guy or gal as they try to get over every so often we take a special look at the wrestler gear in a segment we call Fashion Corner. fashion corner, fashion corner. you guys one of the main reasons my wife will not let my kid watch wrestling <laughs> one of the main reasons <laughs> Is how the women are presented. It's an argument she's been going to since the beginning of our time together. She's not wrong. And every right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> every time I think we've come far enough, um, you get like a Lana promo, and I'm like, oh, that's that's gonna that's gonna <laughs> set that's gonna set me and the kid back a few months. Um, that presentation has a lot to do with how they're dressed Um, they've come a long way from the days of Sable and Sonny but as an entertainment company they still seem to be serving two masters and not letting the girls get all the way past some form of sexuality they want to present the women as athletes like Charlotte
2: that robe that Charlotte is wearing to the ring tonight is made with actual pieces of the robe that her father Ric Flair wore
1: but they also seem to not want to completely abandon their sex appeal like the Emelina experiment.
0: You've waited so long. <laughs> but I promise, it will be worth the wait.
1: Sure won't. <laughs> hey, sure won't. Hey, Hal, can you say that? Because it sounds great when you say, I know you've been waiting so long. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait the... for
2: Emma Lana. That's oh, gonna be great. God. <laughs> great idea for a tag team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeepers. In a way, it's balanced because the men don't wear much either. But is sex appeal for the male wrestlers a factor for fans that are attracted to men at all? Is that something you think that anybody keeps in mind in terms of how the men are presented?
0: I don't think they keep it in mind. I think that they want to show off athletic bodies and it just winds up being like an afterthought.
2: Hmm. Like, Unless you Rick Rude.
0: Unless you're Rick Rude, unless it's specifically like your gimmick where it's like my gimmick is I'm like a hot dude. Because it's like, like Rick Rude wasn't any hotter or less hot than like most of the dudes back there. They just decided that was his gimmick. Right. And here's the thing. From my understanding of the locker room, if that is something they're keeping in mind, ain't nobody saying it out loud. Hmm do so nobody want to get, like, fucking teabagged or, like, have the tires slashed or have poop put in their bag. So wouldn't nobody say out loud, like, oh, hey, we also have to think about the female gays well, you know, or I just, the, also the male gays.
1: That's what I'm thinking, too, yeah. also, because, you know, for men that are into men, it's got to be something. I mean, that's some segment of the wrestling population as well. And you look yeah. at a guy like, I watched Finn come out this week. And Finn, uh, th- usually the way the camera positioning is, when he comes out on the ramp, you see his head and you see his torso, and like, oh, this cool guy in a jacket. And they pan down, he's just wearing underwear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I'm like, this, is, it's this like, is an
1: interesting visual. Is somebody purposely thinking this through or not thinking he it through? He is. Finn okay.
0: is thinking that yeah. through. Because it does feel like if you're watching like a musical like Grease, and then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Danny from Grease is in fucking underwear. Like, <laughs> like, you are watching West Side Story, and they are like, da-da, 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 yeah. and you pan down, and they're all of their panties.
2: <laughs> but in Greece you can't wear pants cuz then it makes it hard to see the ball drive that they do. The
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I do think that like, like someone like Finn, he definitely all that shit, like the collar was up mm-hmm. and he gets on the ring and he shoves a stick out and I'm like,
1: "Oh, I get it." <laughs> all right.
0: All right. So Finn is thinking of that. So sure. so
1: we're thinking in terms of 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 any possibility of the men being objectified. It's themselves probably doing it on purpose more than any directive coming from Anywhere else?
2: Probably. I mean, look, if you have a good appearance, chances are you're somewhat vain about it. So whether it's whether it's your gimmick or not, I mean, I have to imagine that Seth Rollins knows, like, I'm in really good shape probably some ladies like this but it's not it's more just for my character Mm -hmm. roman reigns is a heartthrob right guy's a good looking dude and they won't let him
0: take his shirt off and what's under the shirt is also great
2: it's amazing but he's good looking enough like women he is seems to be very popular with women Mm -hmm. he's super over there which
0: i do think is part of the backlash uh, about reigns but i have opinions you think if they turned him heel they'd
1: make him more naked
0: I hope so. I think you would have to at that point. Why I would take off the shirt and then be like, "Yeah, I am a fucking Disney prince. I am Aquaman. I am a Dothraki. Suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) You can find it because it's in these panties."
2: Can I can I ask a question about women and maybe uh, hopefully this is not on your sheet and not stealing (laughs) a question from you? Please, this is more for Danielle. This is honestly I don't know. Question because in my mind, part of the way I get around it is like someone like let's take Charlotte for example. Certainly she's wearing less clothing, but is part of being a powerful woman going, like, I have full sexual agency, and if I want to look like this, I totally can. It's okay.
0: Absolutely. Like, absolutely so much of it is choice. And, like... If you want to be sexy and you're choosing your choice to be sexy, that's different than there being an edict from on high that says like, we need to see them nips girl. Eva Marie obviously enjoyed and relished being sexy. And that's why her character, when they finally caught onto that worked because that was Eva Marie doing the shit that Eva Marie wanted to do. When you try to put it on someone like Emma, who's like, oh no, this is not for me. And they try to do the Emmelina experiment and the rumor is that it didn't work because she was not into it. That's the difference. Hmm. So like, yeah, if you want to, you know, if you want to be boobs ahoy, please. Boobs are great. I enjoy them as well. Um, but I guess for me, it's just like I also fucking I want to see some wrestling, along with like I don't want to just see like the boobs. Right, but that's happening now. Yes. Yeah, and that's part. I think that's like, part I of just my don't thing know. with that's part of my thing with Lana, where it's like. <sighs> I don't get what her new weird Calypso dancer. calypso act thing that's, is going to. Yeah, she's, she's a dancer. D- and
2: that's what she is. That was her job.
0: Right. And that's what she likes. Yeah. Right? But, and we have so many women now who are doing such good work that like, CJ wants to be a dancer. Let her go, Let her fucking be a dancer. I hope that the gimmick works. I ho- I don't I mean, know if it, there's space for it, it now. It didn't
1: work for Summer Rae. Did you know? not work for when Summer When they had Rae. her being a dancer, mm-hmm. she was just somebody's valet. I don't know if that character translates into the new... Um,
0: what we're Our doing current now. product
1: because it is so athletic now. It is there's yep. such an emphasis on the real competition of it, or or at least presenting the competition as more uh, of a factor than they did before. So is there room still for a sexier female character in that mix.
0: Right. And I don't know if there is, and it would be nice if they balanced some of it out. Because obviously I think when it comes to dudes like fucking trips, doesn't come out on a motorcycle eight times the size of his own body because he doesn't think it looks cool. And I think that when they think of, um, male sexuality or things that will do something for the female fans, they aren't necessarily, it's not as fine tuned as it is with the women. Whereas with the women, it used to be like, Ooh, yeah. Like, get down like do a strip tease like do this or do whatever they just go like oh chicks like things that are cool so let's make you look cool and i don't and i don't think they're thinking about dudes that like dudes at all
1: because right. one thing i can tell that they've made real strides with as as little of a thing as this might seem to be uh they're i mean i can remember 10 years ago like, almost every female wrestler had big, you know, fake boobs that were almost completely out every match. Mm-hmm. You were like, wondering, how do these clothes even stay on? Like, right. people are just jiggling and, and all over the place. And, and it just seemed to be very much uh, a put-your-boobs-on-display kind of environment. Mm-hmm. And and now, like, you look at most of the the, the, the women competitors, they wear, like, tops that kind of go up the neck and up the chest to kind of keep everything in place. And mm-hmm. it's still sexy in a way because it's still mm-hmm. showing off their form, but it's a lot less about the, the cleavage sort of sexiness and a lot more about, like, the athletic figure sort of sexiness. Oh,
0: yeah, because there also wasn't a lot of wrestling that was happening right. back then. It was women who they were very, very beautiful, and that's why they were chosen. They weren't chosen to be wrestlers. They were chosen to be beautiful. And so... The outfits they were wearing were not meant to be things that you would wear in athletic competition to look good. They were things that you would wear to display, to be on display. Dudes are wearing those little, you know, fucking shorty shorts. Women are in two pieces or one pieces or whatever. Everyone looks good. This is a show full of people that looks good. But, like... Now it definitely feels more like there is a lot of form to it, but it's also function. Mm -hmm. Like Charlotte couldn't wear any of Tori's old costumes because Charlotte does moves where a titty would pop out. And Charlotte isn't a titty will pop out wrestler.
1: Well, but I guess my question is this, because I think about like what UFC women wear. Right. Which is a sports bra and some long shorts. Mm -hmm. And it's very all the way functional. Do they need to move past objectification altogether to get things on an all-the-way-even playing field. I mean, personal opinion, uh, it's a white male.
2: No, <laughs> I would say it's up to the women. I think there will be people who enjoy, who are like even Marie, and enjoy, like, I like uh, showing off my body, because I worked hard for it, and, you know, I, this is what makes me happy. And then, if you brought Ronda Rousey in, putting her in a bikini wouldn't make sense. Having her in a, in a, in a sports bra with those shorts on would make sense, because she's a fighter, and she doesn't want you to be able to grab at her as easy. Right. I don't know if the shorts help or whatever, but that's my
0: opinion. <laughs> no, I do, um, that is a hard one because it's also like not every dude wears pants. Right. Like, Seth Rollins could very easily wear the short shorts, but he chooses to dress like a scuba diver uh, that you would meet in Jamaica. <laughs> like that, you know, or just like, you know, an instructor on a boat. Like, that's what he chooses to dress like. And so, um, because they are, and also, we can't deny like the superhero influence of mm-hmm. how um people are dressed and someone like Nia Jax wears more because they think we don't want to see less i would but <laughs> but that's on but that's on nia and but and not so much saying that like i want to oogle nia but if nia wanted to come in and wear what charlotte wore i would still be hands down all there for it mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's a really, really hard one because if we're doing all function for everyone, then I would want everyone to wear those like UFC outfits.
1: Well, the fashion discussion is too big to end here. Share your thoughts with us at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights or hit us up at Tights Fights on Twitter. When we come back, we'll share our three favorite things from what we enjoyed in wrestling this week. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Tights and Fights.
0: Hey, guys, this is Adam Conover. You may know me from my true TV show, Adam Ruins Everything. Well, guess what? Now we're doing a podcast version right here on Maximum Fun. What we do is we take all the interesting, fascinating experts that we talk to for just a couple minutes on the show, and we sit with them for an entire podcast, really going deep and getting into the fascinating details of their work. Find Adam Ruins Everything wherever you get your podcasts or at MaximumFun.org. Tides and
1: Bites Podcast.
2: And Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by Daniel Radford and Michael Eagle. Every week we like to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count.
1: <laughs> Mike, you're mm-hmm. up
2: first. What do you want to put over?
1: Oh, man. Uh, tough week. Well, just tough couple days with the with the passing of Matt uh, Anoa'i, known as also known as Rosie, also known as superhero in training to Mm. one uh, Hurricane. Um, And it got me to thinking about the tag team that he debuted on Raw with, with his also uh, departed cousin. Um, I think his name is Eki Fatu, Mm. but also known to us as uh, as Umaga. I was thinking about how awesome that was of a gimmick that they had when they first came in. It was just a, it was a great heater gimmick for Raw as Eric Bischoff used to introduce them with a very unique countdown that also <laughs> ended up being part of their name. They were known as a tag team as Three Minute Warning. Yeah, I
0: love Three Minute Warning. And,
1: uh, you know, in honor of, of Matt Anawai, I wanted to play one of those old uh, Eric Bischoff intros to hear how they were brought to the ring. But <laughs> well, Let me tell you something. I know you wanted to take care of business because of what your brother did to you, but hey, a little notice would have been nice. You know what I mean? It didn't have to be a month's notice. Oh, Hell, it didn't even have to be a week's notice. I knew it was Jeff It Harden. could have been three oh, minutes notice. Wait a minute. There's a damn Jamal and Rosie. Man Horror. Is Jeff leaving to join his brother Matt? If he is, well, he deserved oh, it. What a farewell, what a bon voyage here. I brought 15 minutes of fame. Look at this. This is three minutes of hell. And look at the team, oh. God. That's over 600 pounds combined weight. And they're dropping the ball right on the spine of Jeff Hardy. This will send a message. Yes, I missed that. Uh,. That was an awesome gimmick, uh, awesome execution from the from the boys to Eric to the JR with the call and everything. Mm. So you know, that's that's our version of bell toll around here. Well, R.I.P. Rosie.
0: Mm, rest in peace, Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks.
2: Danielle, what do you want to put over?
0: Um. So we obviously all loved when Braun Strowman made a ring no longer be a ring, and <laughs> 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 just became like a pallet on Monday Night Raw and we also super duper loved um, that ref who went fucking head, like who just did that amazing role on the outside and I didn't realize that not everybody saw that they actually did an interview with the ref after that and he did so good um, and I miss the days when we used to have refs who we, we kind of knew more about and they were more involved and they would have interviews and they would talk and they did feel like they were more a part of the product and they weren't just like scenery and workhorses um, so here is the ref giving an interview after both Braun Strowman um, made a ring, not a ring.
2: John Cohn chaotic ending to Monday Night Raw. Big show. Braun Strowman. Talk to us what you saw out there once the ring collapsed. Um, I, to be honest, you know, they just they went to the top rope. And the next thing I know, I'm, I'm tumbling out of the ring. I, I, I got to see it back. I don't know what happened exactly. Uh, I just...
0: Hey, John, I, where's the
1: pain at? Just <laughs> right here at the base. Guys, I'm going to entertain you. Right here on my base. John, thanks for your time. <laughs> Great sale, my God.
0: Such a great sale. I'm going to get John, Where's the Pain at? That's my tattoo. <laughs> That's my next tattoo. Here, here comes the pain! God. Where's the pain at?
2: At my base. <laughs> <At> Let's <laughs> work my base. <laughs> just massage it out please little little Monday night job
0: (laughs) (laughs) just like great fucking job great fucking sell great job on the mic again I miss when we kind of all knew our different I know our refs from like social media and seeing them around but I missed when like all of the refs had a distinct personality and they felt like they were as much a part of the show as the wrestlers Um, well maybe not as much but they felt like they were more than just like functional fucking ring posts. They
1: weren't just completely interchangeable. Like
0: yeah, that, you know, yeah, yeah. they you, you knew everybody and so, you know, it was nice. I liked it. I appreciated it. All right. For me, what would this
2: podcast be if we weren't putting over <laughs> another wrestling podcast? Uh,
0: Edge and Christian...
2: Real-life friends Adam Copeland and Jay Rizzo recently started their own podcast, E&C's Podcast of Awesomeness. I think, or Pod, Pod of, awesome. of Awesome. The Pod of Awesomeness. There it is. Uh, and I, there's nothing. We, we love friendship on the show. Yay friendship! Yay friendship! What's great about this show is you're hearing two really good friends bullshit with each other, including the top of the latest episode. Let's let's listen to them. <laughs> I just want to fucking kick you in the throat. Really? Every week. When I hear your voice, it just makes me Mm -hmm. want to do violent things to your upper extremities. You know what I would do? I would hit you with the punch, the whole punch,
0: and nothing but the punch. I I,
2: (laughs) I can't stand you.
0: I would fucking fling my shoe, a steel-toe work boot, across the room with you You, unsuspectingly, sitting there, maybe sewing, knitting. Hold on. Why are you wearing
2: a steel-toe work boot? I wear them around the house because I'm very handy. But if you were here, no, I'd walk you're not. With an I know you're not. I would So you're no walking around in work boots or Timberlands like like crime time used to. No, I'm talking <laughs> like you'd see on a construction site and I would fling that fucker across the room and dent it into your temple. You don't see even your cat in
1: the background oh knows you're bullshit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking love these guys. Great. It's a great show. That's I got
1: to hear it. I still I know. am yeah, oh, so yeah. what, what days what days drop?
2: Uh, I don't know.
1: Okay. Mondays. <laughs> You're very helpful. Mondays,
2: maybe. <laughs> Look, who is listening when stuff drops? Me. Only the next I am a podcast fanatic. <laughs> You're just sitting there, refresh, refresh, I'm, refresh.
1: I get. I, it gets bad sometimes. All
0: right. I think you have like four of those to catch up. I have to catch up too. I'm like gonna go. I'm doing some running around tomorrow, and that yeah. was gonna be my ENC catch up day. I have to finish. While I'm on buses for like six hours a day or whatever.
2: Oh, the voicemail con- Fuck. All right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, everybody, please go listen to that. <laughs> that does it for tights and fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts are Danielle Radford and Mike Eagle, along with me, Hal Lublin. Our producer is Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com group slash fights or at tights fights on Twitter. And just do them both. If you need a reason to go to our Facebook group, as if you did, our favorite Brit Lit author and constant co-host, Lindsay Kelk, posted the first part of her asking your Facebook questions to WWE superstars over WrestleMania weekend. So head over there and take a look. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on iTunes and share us with all your friends. And finally, thank you so much to our donors who make this show possible. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it,
1: Rasslin'. Tyson and Bites Podcast. Dice and Bites. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.